What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Underground Church Podcast. I'm James, and I have my brother Abraham on the mic as well. What's up, guys? And today, we'll be discussing some articles. So what I wanted to do was continue a bit on the major topics we started, only started talking about last podcast. And Hmm. here in front of us right now, for you pure audio viewers, we have a topic in the Babylon Bee. And for those of you guys who don't know what the Babylon Bee is, it's a Christian satire news website where they post up joking articles on what's going on in the Christian world. And last time we were talking about cultural Marxism and how if we don't actually fight back and stand our ground in this culture war, what ends up happening is we end up getting pulled further and further away from a Christian biblical culture. So the title of this particular article, Conservative Slams Liberal Policies, He'll Support Five Years From Now. So it reads, Local Conservative... Patrick Porkers thrashed Liberals Tuesday for supporting policies that he himself will support in just five years. The conservatives systematically dismantled every policy Liberals support, though he's going to cave on every single one of these just a few years from now. Basically, they're poking fun at what's going on with the conservatives right now and also what's going on in the church everywhere in the United States since 1960. And basically these conservatives, and they call themselves conservatives because they feel that they're conserving some magical 1950s, or maybe if they're older, some magical raging 20s type of America, when in fact they're not conserving anything because they're sitting there saying that they're conservatives. So since the 1960s, we've seen a trend of increased lack of morals, increased culture changing towards a immoral, leftist, progressive, you can call it, some people call it commie, you know, you call it what you will. But it is undoubtable that we've gone from a highly conservative, highly Christian society that called itself conservative, and it's gone incredibly, incredibly to the left. And I'd argue it is now we're at the third generation, right? And Mm -hmm. so last week, we kind of came to the conclusion that, well, now we're in 2020, and it's gotten so bad that the left wing of two generations ago is the right wing of now. And how does that happen? That happens exactly how this headline says it happens. It's satire, but it's funny because it's true, because conservatives are slamming these liberal moves And they're doing nothing about it. And one guy that we can call him a political philosopher uh, called Vox Day talks about this all the time. Conservatism conserves nothing because all they do is sit there and talk, 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 talk. And it's the same thing with all of you guys in your churches. You're going to church, but you're just sitting there. And you might be privy to sometimes you'll you'll feel a tug. You get the pastor will say, something and you'll get, oh man, I should be taking action. What do I do? Well, one of the things you guys can do is to stand your ground. Oftentimes, conservatives and church culture, they're good at knowing what to say. They're good at identifying problems and calling them out. But when it comes to actually standing on their own two feet, 
a lot of these people are completely unwilling to lose anything to stand for the truth. And it's understandable because unless you really believe, for example, as a Christian, right, if you really believe in God and you're paying attention to God and building a relationship with him and you actively acknowledge that he has an active role in your life and he's higher than all of us, he's the most powerful being in the universe, you know, unless you have that mentality, it's going to be so easy to compromise every time that you would have to stand up against some kind of a majority, you'd have no reason to do so, right? So it would just be easy to just kind of go along with more and more leftist moves as they're being made. And I would call it, there's a huge element of laziness, and I have to call it out, and selfishness when I see this going on. Because I've had conversations with, for example, I've had conversations with parents, and I'm not a parent. However, now there are so many private schools and so many alternative places that they can send their kids. And I asked them, hey, how could you send your kids to a public elementary school when they're teaching all this kind of stuff? Keeping up with the Joneses, man. You know? And yeah, and I asked them, hey, you, you know that they're teaching this transgendered stuff and you know that they're teaching kids, little children about sexuality, stuff that they're not physically prepared. They don't have the hormones for it. They don't have anything prepared for that. And these schools have begun to indoctrinate these kids into these things. Right. And they go, hey, there's nothing I can do about it. And that is simply not true. That's simply a product of a spirit of fear. And what it is too is many of them probably think it through, right? And they probably realize if they are going to stand faithful, then it's going to cost them. And they're simply unwilling to make those sacrifices, right? Because one of the most terrifying things for most people out there is to be kind of ostracized or perhaps pushed to the outer skirts of whatever community or society that they're relying on for everything. So mm -hmm. they'd rather just go with the majority than ever stand up against it. And it's a common thing, you know, they'll look to one another. Is that what we're doing now? What are we doing now? Guys? That's kind of the idea, right? Are we okay with that? Do we believe that? Are we going along with that? See, like you mentioned in the other podcast, Abraham, people don't really think for themselves. And it's easy for everybody to now adopt this thought policing society where whatever is being pushed down from higher places, everybody just goes with it because that's what everybody else is doing. And it really costs to stand on your own two feet, even when it's not popular. I think that's the thing that most people are terrified of. And this is probably one of the greatest strongholds for Christians. If they can get over this stronghold, God can use you in mighty ways. And God will show you that there is greater joy in walking in the truth than there is in keeping up with the Joneses and saving face and keeping face within your current community. Because years and decades will go by and you might be safely nested within that same community, but eventually you're going to feel like your life is becoming more and more useless and all of those shallow decisions you made will catch up to you. We're keeping it, it real here. 
You know, exactly. This and not be hurting anybody's feelings. Actually, this is this is actually pretty edifying. The truth is not always giving you a massage, <laughs> right? A verbal massage or something. In fact, the Bible warns against that a lot, right? The truth is oftentimes edifying uh, when it can point you towards long-term benefits, right? Walking in the joy of where God wants you to be and having that peace in your soul, whether you have a lot or whether you have a little, God will always take care of you. But it's more important to have that consistent peace, joy, and just knowing that you're doing what God wants you to do. You're right with the most powerful being in the universe, and he's got your back, and he's always guiding your footsteps and making a way for you. Everyone, a question we should ask ourselves is, think about how many varying belief systems that people are born into. So around the world, all of them cannot be right because they disagree with one another. So to just accept wherever you grew up is foolishness because you're basically gambling. You know, when you play that that role of, is this what we believe now, guys? What is our community? What are we doing next, guys? When you're just following everybody in your community and not thinking for yourself and maybe taking a step outside that bubble to seek truth and, and practice, just even practice just sitting by yourself, clearing your head, getting away from all the social media and your smartphone that's bombarding you with all that media content all the time and just think and perhaps ask God. You never need to be afraid. This is what we believe. I'm just going to go with it. Otherwise, I'm going to be ostracized or pushed to the outer skirts. You don't need any one community. All you need is God seeking after the truth. And God will always place you around people that you need to be around. And he'll grow your character. And you'll have that peace in your soul. And like what you were saying before, nowadays, there's a disconnect between what people believe in their community, what they've been indoctrinated into, and what is the actual reality? And on what authority should we be living our lives? It's the Bible. So we're seeing a huge disconnect between what's in the Bible and with what's in the community. And let's do a little bit of a shift because we touched upon this, this concept about soft totalitarianism that Rod Dreher mentions. And I believe he's writing a book about that right now. It's, it should be pretty interesting. And check this out. In the internet, for the past, I want to say for the past two years, there's been a slow growing movement, especially in the right wing, that journalists have been finding that their impressions, for example, if they had a million impressions a day, suddenly they had almost none. And suddenly their consumers too, they're finding that the headlines that they used to get from these journalists and from these newspapers stopped showing up on their Twitter feeds and their accounts are live and all that kind of stuff. But for some reason, only these right-wing people were not being shown. And these people found out that Twitter, what they were doing, they were shadow banning journalists, these right-wing news outlets. They it's were so funny. You know, yeah. when we talk about like this shadow banning, right? This is a huge thing, like anybody on the right is getting censored nowadays, or Christians, for example, because we have a belief system that does not support gay marriage, right? And so you got to wonder, like, why so adamant to censor and ban? You know, because it's like, if you don't agree with Christians, or if you don't agree with conservatives, anybody on the right, 
wouldn't it be normal to just, when they speak, you just go, oh, there's that Christian person talking his beliefs again over there in the office. Like you don't have to believe anything that he says, but if the conversation naturally goes there now, it's different to go around badgering people with your belief system. But if somebody is sticking to their own Twitter or whatever it may be, and they're just sharing their opinions out there, right? People can choose whether to look at them or not. (laughs) And it's just funny to me. It's like, what are they so afraid of? It has to be that, and of course we know this, and we might eventually get into some of the details of this in our future podcast, but it's because people in high places have an agenda. And right. And so because if their belief system was so strong, right? Oh, we know, we know that God doesn't exist or or whatever. It's not the God of the Bible. And we, you know, we believe in this LGBTQ. Okay, well, if you really were so strong on it, then you wouldn't need to shut up anybody who has a differing opinion from you. That's right. You just let them talk and everybody could just use apparently what common sense is and just go, oh, those Christians, whatever. There's Johnny in the office talking about Christianity again. He has those beliefs, but we have different beliefs. You know, that's that's what it should be. That's what real tolerance is. And they, they always talk tolerance, tolerance, tolerance. It's completely hypocritical because there are wicked people in high places. Okay, if Satan exists, if Lucifer exists, according to like the Bible, right? If Lucifer as a being is real and the Bible says that he is the lowercase g God of this world temporarily. He still has to ask permission from the most high God, our God. At the same time, if he is in that position, he's going to be able to control the power grid as the lowercase g God of this world. And he's going to decide who has very high positions of power and who he lets have those high positions without persecuting them at all, without sending any of his fallen angels or any of his demonic attacks on any of them at all. He's going to have his hand in everything that has to do with power. If Lucifer is real, we're saying if Lucifer is real. Now, does it not make sense that all these powerful companies are now on the offensive against Christianity? Why? What is so dangerous? We're not Christianity is not a like a physically dangerous religion, right? We have ideas and if you don't agree with them, fine. Same thing if we don't agree, you know, if I'm talking to a friend of mine and they might be an LGBTQ person, I might not agree with that person, but that doesn't mean that we have to treat each other differently. You know, I have a friend that went to the same college as me and she's gay. And you know what? We got along just fine. She knows I'm a Christian and uh, I know that she's gay and we were able to have normal conversations. It doesn't mean I have to support her personal decisions, but it also doesn't mean I'm doing anything. I'm not like you know, following her around and telling her, hey, I don't like that that lifestyle of yours. Or I'm not like, you know, my Facebook and finding her posts and trying to like flag them or something. You know what I'm saying? It's like people should have the freedom to believe what they're going to believe. And how are we going to know what the truth is if we can't share information with each other and say, hey, this is what I found. This is why I believe in Jesus Christ. Oh, you don't believe in God or you have a different belief system altogether. Well, why do you believe that? Because I'm after the truth. And if you can absolutely show me that Jesus Christ is not God, if you can show me that beyond a shadow of a doubt, I want to know about it because I want to be in the truth. Why yes. would I want to be wasting my time serving God and making all, giving up a lot of things to be in the truth of Jesus Christ if Jesus Christ is not even the Son of God? Why would I waste my time? Please, you know, please show me. Anybody, I open that up to anybody. If you have information 
and you're like, hey, I think that you're, you're believing in a faulty religion or something. Hey, you know, I'll consider it because I'm about the truth. Now, I've considered a lot of information and I believe that Jesus Christ, I have a solid amount of information to believe that Jesus Christ, Christianity, is the most rational, logical belief system to adopt. And when you place yourself in Christian shoes, all things make sense. Like everything lines up and what everything is happening in the world, it all finally makes sense. That's what tells me it's the most accurate belief system to reality. Because when you stand in the belief systems of other shoes of different belief systems, you might get glimpses of things making sense in the world around you, but it's only when, in my opinion, from personal experience, it's only when you place yourself in the shoes of Christianity that everything that's going on in the world finally clicks and makes sense why it's happening that way. That is a testament. That is only one testament of many, but that is a testament that Christianity is the truth. And as we covered before, even staunch people that were staunch atheists are beginning to question the very foundation of atheism, which is, of course, the theory of evolution by natural selection. And now they're talking about aliens. And you guys, you tell me that, like James said, if you guys have a clear case, by all means, let us know, because we're all for the truth. We're all for discovering the truth. And you notice this is one of the primary means that many powerful people often try to instill in their, in the societies that they have power over, they'll fight tooth and nail to get rid of our ability to question and think for ourselves and seek after the truth and seek after our own belief systems. Why? Why is it so dangerous to know the truth? And a lot of these people, a lot of you guys listening to us right now might be thinking, oh, this shadow banning thing. Okay, maybe it's real, but it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's, it's just Twitter. Well, actually, it's, it's pretty bad. Actually, it's very, very bad. Because, and this is true, you guys can check the Twitter terms and services. Basically, it's saying that Twitter has officially admitted that shadow banning people that they don't approve of may be subject to limited distribution or visibility, basically giving the company free reign to limit any content it sees fit. So, okay, this is why this is significant. Up until this point, everybody believed that Twitter was what's called a platform. And a platform is a place where people can, it's basically a free speech platform where people can say what they want and they won't get policed unless they make abject violations, like for example, rated R content or something like that. Then you, you might be banned. But apart from gross violations of their relatively neutral policies, as a platform, they can't limit any sort of distribution of any sort of content. Hmm. But what Twitter, what, what Twitter has admitted to now is that they're not a platform anymore. They are not a free speech platform. They have officially become a propaganda machine. Check this out, because usually we think of, when people think of propaganda, they think of newspapers and how the newspapers have an agenda. And so what they do is they hire journalists with a similar agenda or that are able to write with this agenda. And they have editors that make sure that this agenda 
is being completely kept. But the beauty of this Twitter thing, right, is that they don't even need writers. They don't even need really, all they need are editors in the form of AI or whatever they program. And content's always, always being generated on Twitter, you guys. And the crazy thing is they don't have to hire writers. They don't have to create content. The content is being created for them. And Hmm. they're blocking the content that they don't like, which is the Christian, truth-seeking, people that debunk evolution. They block those and they promote the content that fits their agenda. This is And let me say really quickly on that point too, it's like – you know, I'm, I'm somebody who often tries to put myself in other people's shoes to understand them. And if the Christians had the power right now, like let's say there were Christians in charge of Twitter and all these organizations, uh, you know, all these companies, but I really should say organizations, <laughs> right? If the Christians were in charge, I guarantee you they would not be blocking any of the leftists. We'd just be letting them say whatever they want to say. And honestly, if Christians had sound doctrine, we'd share the gospel of grace with them and they'd go, Oh, that's what Christianity is. I thought it was something completely different. And I bet you a lot of these people would come to the knowledge of the truth and get saved, get that eternal life because eternal life is a free gift. That's what the Bible says. You know, if you flip it around, if I put myself in a a different system that obviously doesn't exist, (laughs) you know, (laughs) we would not be banning anybody because hey, Christians are all about the truth or they should be, they should be right. So if Christians had all the power, I wouldn't be, me in particular, real Christians wouldn't be blocking anybody that has a different belief system with us. We would be engaging them in, in conversation. And if they disagree, they disagree. We'd probably go like pray for them or something, you know? And so it's Ooh, like, scary. what is the scary, scary thing? We'll pray for them. <laughs> right. So what is, I'm now, you know, back to what's really going on over here. What is so terrifying about Christians and people on the right that we have to now censor and block everything they're saying? There's nothing dangerous that we're saying. Oh, oh, they're trying to offer people eternal life. Oh, it's a free gift. Oh, we can't they let them say pray that. For us. They want to pray, guys. They want to share. Oh, it's like, you know, like you got to follow this logic to its, or you have to follow this reasoning to its logical conclusion. A lot of people in high places are just simply anti-Christian because they've been duped and they're under spiritual strongholds of Lucifer. Anyways, so I hope you guys have a better understanding of what's actually going on here. One, being conservative conserves nothing. Sitting there is only going to make things worse. That's why we've been losing the culture war this whole time. And number two, this Twitter shadow ban is a huge sign of this soft totalitarianism that's going on right now. And this is huge. Something that many people believe to be a platform for free speech has become a propaganda machine, you guys. Your thoughts are being controlled. And sitting there will only make make things worse. And these ideas will begin seeping in because we're only human. So I hope you guys, through this podcast, have gained a few more tools to be able to evaluate what is true, what is not, what to trust and what not to trust. And most importantly, we hope you guys have gained some form of hunger, some some form of motivation to seek the truth. 
because the truth is important. And for so long, we've been lied to in the media and even through these quote-unquote free speech platforms. So hope you guys enjoyed the show, you guys. Once again, thanks for visiting the Underground Church Podcast, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace out.